Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Coming at you from Maine today, I'm here all week, uh, but a lot to talk about. Going to talk about Frentech, which is completely surging, about this OpenSea Yuga battle that is happening, Jack Butcher launching three new uh, three new additions, and then NFT prices completely tanking. We'll talk about all of it, starting off with a quick market overview. Volumes down, they're always weak over the weekend, and volumes are down in general, so nothing surprising there. This looks at unique buyers, and you can see it's been pretty flat, not a whole lot of movement going back about a month and a half. Where was the movement? It was with prices. I mean, large cap index completely tanked over the weekend. I think a lot of the, you know, with the blur token going from 30 cents to 20 cents, a lot of the big farmers have kind of exited the past four or five months, a lot of these projects have really been farmers passing the supply that's out there back and forth. So when that when that bid moves away, you're going to get a bit of weakness. And that's definitely what we're seeing. Azuki down 20% plus, tons of weakness in the Board API Club ecosystem. And the one knight in shining armor, the one place that continues that positive momentum is Milady. In terms of mid-caps, you know, mid-caps haven't had as much farming. There hasn't been as much reliance on, on, on farmers, basically, to buy and sell. So you haven't seen quite as much weakness, a ton of strength in Kampai Pandas. I'll show you that chart in a second. Strength and fluff. I'd say my Twitter feed gets more people yelling at me about how I need to talk about fluff more. So here I'm talking about it. Fluff up 17% over the past four days. Uh, nice to see that. In terms of Kampai Pandas, a lot of weakness on Friday after, they, after their Solana Mint. And then you, after that completed, just now you had a strong rebound, priced back to about 1.1 ETH. So nice to see that. And then in terms of people trading, now this is a chart I've shown you. How much money are bidders of NFTs, people who buy NFTs via bids on Blur, making or losing? You can see that that group is down over 50,000 ETH over the past six and a half months. You saw more weakness over this past weakness, over the past weekend. And I think people are saying, if we're losing so much money farming, and if the token is going down in value, and we have no idea when the season is going to end, you know, clearly a lot of those people are going to leave the market. And I think that's what we're starting to see. And I shouldn't say clearly because this has been going on for a long time, but they've been sticking around. But it does feel like over this past weekend, we saw a bit of an exodus there. In terms of art projects, you know, a, a handful of projects did more than 10 of the volume over the past 24 hours. There were a bunch of big sales over the past three days, though. Let's have a look at those. A pipe, chromy squiggle, sold for 28 weath. A Fidenza for 45 ETH, very low price for Fidenza. The reason for that is this is a stolen asset. So the low end of Fidenzas has been kind of around 65 ETH, but a stolen one sold for 45. An incomplete control by Tyler Hobbs for 35 ETH. There was also one that sold for 33. And then an elevated deconstruction for 12 and a half ETH. Again, elevated deconstruction is the most rare project in season one of Artblocks Curated. Uh, so it often tends to trade at a very nice price. Second thing to talk about, Yuga fights back on royalties. And I'm not going to go over everything you know, with the, with the OpenSea announcement about how they're moving royalties from half of 1% to 0%. I already talked about that on my show on Friday. Definitely go check that out for all the stats around that. But what did Yuga say? They basically said that they believe in creator royalties and in supporting creators. And in light of this announcement, they're going to now basically try to, try, try to sunset any support for Seaport uh, going forward. And they, they say that their goal is to have that done by February 2024. Why February 2024? Because OpenSea said, that they're going to stop enforcing royalties on the project they currently enforce enforce right now, like Heavy Metal, Vessels, Other Deed, the new Coda, that they're going to continue to support that until February 2024. So Yuga saying, we're going to stop, uh, we're going to stop supporting Seaport by that time. Remember, Seaport is how many exchanges get their listings. It's not just OpenSea. Looks Rare uses it to get around some of the blocks. A lot of different exchanges, uh, which are kind of the smaller exchanges, tend to use uh, tend to use uh, Seaport. So shutting off support for Seaport is basically shutting off Seaport, uh, support 
for a ton of different exchanges. You know, the one exchange uh, that really doesn't use it right now is Blur. So it will be interesting. I think it's very possible that a lot of new projects that want royalties in force are going to just start using Blur exclusively. And that makes a lot of sense because Blur's, you know, when, when it comes to existing projects, Blur has a strong track record for continuing to enforce them. We've seen it on Heavy Metal. Uh, we've seen it on Nakamigos. Like, you know, Blur and OpenSea have been enforcing and, and OpenSea said they're going to stop. So it does leave a good business opportunity here for Blur to step in and enforce. We will see how that plays out over time. A couple of charts I didn't want to show you. A lot of people have been saying like, Yuga has 80% of OpenSea volume. So much bad data. Guys, just do a little bit of sniff test on the data you read, on the data you, you retweet. There's no way that 80% that of OpenSea volume is Yuga. What this chart here looks at is percentage of OpenSea volume, which is Yuga, and it's actually been closer you know, to 15 to 20%. Most recent few days, it's been about 13%. Still a huge number, uh, but clearly not 80%. But if you do look at which projects have paid the most in in marketplace fees to to OpenSea over the, you know over the lifetime of the exchange, you know two of the or three of the top four are Yuga projects, Ford API Club, Mutant API Club, other data. If you combine them all together, it's been well over a hundred million dollars in fees. So clearly, Yuga is a very important participate in the OpenSea ecosystem, and this means a whole lot. So very interesting to see what will happen over the next few weeks, and and certainly over the next six months. Third thing to talk about: Frentech takes over. Frentech here, what this chart looks at is the total number of wallets that have bought on Frentech over the past 11 days and the total number of wallets that have bought any ETH NFT over the past 11 days. And you can see that Frentech is double as much as all ETH NFT exchanges put together, 80,000 new wallets, which have bought on Frentech uh, versus about 40,000 uh, ETH NFT buyers. What is Frentech? It's basically just a chat system where any person has their own room and people can buy shares in their room, go in and chat with that person. And the buyers can buy them and sell them. So the kind of subscription serves as an asset and you get access to those influencers. And the numbers have been pretty insane. If you look at the influencers who have rooms who are making the most money on the buying and selling of their share, because influencers, I believe, make about 5% of every transaction, you can see that the top players have made more than 10 ETH in just 11 days with the number one person making 31 ETH, $55,000 in 11 days. Not a bad paycheck. Uh, for having your own chat room. If you look at how much it costs to join these chat rooms, you know uh, the top people here all are over 1.4 ETH. These are for the top 10. Uh, so again, people paying $2,500 in some case to get access to those chat rooms. Now, one of the things I saw, thought was interesting was I did a survey of my followers and 724 people replied, not a huge number, uh, but more uh, than two thirds of the people who said they are using it say they're, they're using it to speculate not using it to get the access, not using it to support friends, but more than two thirds are using it to speculate. And I think that that explains why some of these prices are a lot higher than a subscription service most of these people would charge for. Uh, it's because a lot of the users really are just kind of giving it that speculation premium. On the flip side, the fact that you can sell it does make it different from a subscription fee where you're basically just burning cash every month. So I don't know, kind of interesting stuff. This chart here looks at all the different platforms uh, and how much revenue they've made in fees. And you can see that Frentech in just the past 24 hours has made over a million dollars in 24 hours. Completely insane numbers, basically blowing away almost every kind of blockchain or blockchain-based product. So really pretty incredible numbers. I think it's interesting. I think like the use, I think there is a speculative premium here, but I do think that the use case feels like it's starting to be proven. It does feel like people like this use case, this form factor uh, of kind of a different way of getting subscription access to influencers is unique. Uh, and yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Certainly something I'll be tracking as well. Fourth thing to talk about, Opepin launches three new editions of art. Here they all are. This is, I think, the first time that Jack has launched more than one at a time, and he's doing three, one of his and two are other people's artists. 
the last one here, you can see this art kind of a bit of a, a bit of a very simple look, but all these different colors with these domes on top of the body. Pretty interesting stuff. One of the other interesting things is this is the first time we've seen demand sort of come into question. These will only actually get launched if every single edition is more than is more than two thousand percent oversubscribed. And this, you know, the editions, the one of forties, are only seventeen hundred percent oversubscribed. So we still have time, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, this piece is by Ripe OX, and this is someone who Jack has a lot of good things to say about, and who has done a lot of work for Jack, just not you know, on checks as well as Opepin. So cool to have him uh, involved in the Opepin ecosystem. This second one is by Patra Doy. Doy on Twitter. Uh, pretty, very interesting art. One of the things I thought was pretty cool here was that Doy said, um, you know, this, this, this crown one that looks like a king or queen is the one of 40. And Doy said, my first instinct would have been to place the crown in a one of one position, make, really make that like the king or queen of the set. But what he's trying to say here is that everybody can be a king or queen. He likes the one of 40 getting the king or queen. Uh, and the uh, god and mystical creatures are the ones that are above. So kind of cool commentary from him. This one has already completely been subscribed to the point that it'll work. And then the last one was from Jack Butcher, where he's basically uh, kind of dedicated this idea to the idea of timekeeping. Uh, and he does, you have, kind of have to see his Twitter to get a full feel of it. But he said it felt appropriate to hit number 12 with a time reference, given the massive significance for forming and maintaining consensus around the number 12. Uh, here he says that basically where the Opepin is pointing is a nod to the mechanics of timekeeping. But as with everything of Jack, you know, it's very thought out, just kind of always pushing the envelope in terms of design and creativity. But you got to see his own explanation. So check out his Twitter to get an appreciation for that. And then lastly, let's talk about a few notable sales. We'll start out with a PFP. This trippy king sold for 153 ETH, very punchy price. But when you look at the last sale price, it was 777 ETH. And that was less than a year ago. You know, we all know that the NFT space is down so bad. I, I reported about a week ago that the space, just looking at the top projects, is down $2.2 billion with the recent weakness, it's even more. So it is not hard to find people who are down substantially. But I think that this trade really just kind of puts that in perspective. One of the top NFTs in the Board API Club ecosystem, because it does combine two grail traits, both the crown as well as the trippy fur. In terms of one of one sales, you know, I'm just going to push right through these. Uh, this one, Death by Alien Queen, sold for 12 ETH. One of the biggest sales over the weekend. The buyer was GBLAST, G-B-L-S-T-S. So congrats to him. Congrats to Alien Queen. Obviously a premier artist and very cool to see that sale. This piece called Superfan by OSF, buyer O-X-O-O-R-S, sold for 15.6 ETH. Now, what's awesome about this is OSF has just had this on the marketplace for three months and no one bought it. No one started the auction. And then once it finally got triggered, a bunch of people lined up to bid and they paid 15.6 ETH for this. So really cool piece. Again, as with everything of OSF, better when you see it in the gift format, but congrats to him as well as the buyer. This piece, Clubbing with Multi-American Maniacs by Botto Projects, 6.6 ETH, certainly a premium to where a lot of the sales for Botto have been recently. Really kind of pre pretty cool piece here. And I think uh, certainly some message exists within there. We all kind of take our own thing away from it, but 6.6 ETH is a nice sale for Botto Project. And then lastly, this piece called All Time Low by Let's Go, uh, buyer 7151 sold for 2.1 ETH. As we know, Let's Go is one of the more innovative people in the space when it came to additions. Uh, and has, you know, he's had a lot of sales in double digits, but times like these can't complain about a 2.1 ETH sale. That is all from me today.
I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, give us a like below. Tell us what you think in the comments. We'll be back tomorrow and just about every weekday with another show. Here from Maine this week. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.